When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another phenomenal episode of Bad Language from the Steel Curtain Network on the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. Fans First Sports Network is growing no matter what sport you are in love with, no matter what genre, even sports entertainment. Fans First Network is there, and as Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we do have a lot to talk about all the time. I hope you had an opportunity to check out Winners and Losers with Jeff Hartman. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers were ultimate losers. Yesterday, losing 20 to 10 for the Jacksonville Jaguars in a win, excuse me, in a game that they absolutely could have won with the way the defense played. It's really hard to pinpoint too much on the defense that really went wrong. They did have trouble with the tight end mostly. And when you have trouble with Evan Ingram, you might say, oh, typical Steelers, not being able to cover the tight end. When was the last time you really saw the Steelers struggle with the tight end? It used to be all the time. Well, you saw it yesterday. And Minka Fitzpatrick goes out of the game. And when that happens, you're like, yep, that's the main problem. They were bitten by the injury bug in a major way in that game last week. Excuse me, yesterday. They were bitten like crazy. And they lost Kenny Pickett. And some of you might think that, well, losing Kenny Pickett, bad, not a big deal. He's not playing great. Once again, they started out four drives with no first downs, all three and outs. I get that. But Kenny Pickett did have one of his best first halves that we've seen all season. That might not be a consolation for a lot of people, but I felt like he was figuring it out. The very first play of the game, it was high. The ball was high, but not too high. That's a ball that Deontay Johnson could have caught. I'm not making excuses for Kenny Pickett. I'm just saying, if you get that, you might score on the first play of the game. And if that happens, I think you definitely win that game it changes a lot of things and then that play didn't work and they fall back fell back into treachery this team is not 
creative enough to overcome injuries. This team is not good enough to overcome bad officiating. Bad officiating was a part of it. I'm not going to tell you that officiating is what cost them that game, but it cost them an opportunity to win the game. I will say that. They ultimately lost the game being a boring, subpar football team. That's what happened yesterday. But the schedule is still not bad. And I like the fact that the Tennessee Titans won with Will Levis yesterday. And he has been named the starter going forward. Especially for the Pittsburgh game on Thursday Night Football. We don't know who this the quarterback is. We know that the free safety, excuse me, we know that at safety, you are not going to have Minka Fitzpatrick. It's just not going to happen. Will Kenny Pickett be in this game? We don't know. Will Mitch Trubisky be in this game? If he's QB1 the next couple of days, maybe that's that's a help just on the preparation end. That could be. But the bottom line to the whole thing is they were not able to overcome. I've talked a lot about how the issues with Matt Canada are not of Mike Tomlin's doing. But there comes a point when you have to say to Mike Tomlin, stand up to your owner. I think you've earned it. Or is it the blame just being put on Art Rooney the second? I don't know. But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting it to change. And it is not changing. These little tweaks, these, oh, we're going to make major changes. Well, cutting Gunnar Olszewski is not a major change. And we all know that. And, and we get it. And it's not easy. Man, I'm not saying Mike Tomlin's job is easy. I'm just saying I want to see more from Mike Tomlin by, I, I want him to use every ounce of leverage that he has earned since 2007 with this organization. And I just feel like there is a stubbornness to this organization. And right now they're not good enough to be stubborn. So that's what I'm saying with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Were there things that I liked in this game? Yeah. Is there a trade deadline tomorrow? Yeah. Should you expect anything? No. And here's the reason you should not expect anything at the trade deadline. You're not going to see a quarterback traded. You probably weren't going to see one before, but something happened when the Minnesota Vikings lost Kirk Cousins to an Achilles. What happened? Well, they suddenly need a quarterback. They're in a division that looks like the Detroit Lions are going to win that division. However, you never know. They're still the Detroit Lions. We haven't seen them turn the corner. But they're also in a conference where seventh seed is definitely up for grabs. Maybe the sixth seed, too. You definitely know that you've got two teams that the Cowboys and the Eagles that are definite playoff entrants. There's no one else besides division winners that are definite. So the Minnesota Vikings may need a quarterback, but it's not going to come from Pittsburgh now. There was a possibility that 
you have a desperate team wanting to make a move and they could have just like that. They're not going to be desperate now. The Steelers are not going to be able to take advantage of a desperate Minnesota team looking for a quarterback right now. And they probably could have been, but few things happened. Mitch came in and was stinky. Mitch wasn't good either. One good thing about for Pittsburgh fans, if you look at it, when you're watching Mitch play yesterday, weren't you thinking I'd rather have Pickett? But bad, Mitch threw a touchdown pass. He did. That was George Pickens' play, man. George Pickens made that happen. Sure, yeah, he completed the pass, and I get it. But the probability on that was 4.1 something. I mean, it it was nothing. Uh, Like a 4% play. And I don't know how they figure out the probabilities of that, but it, it was pretty amazing. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the players to do it and get it done. But not all the players, even though they have immense talent, they do not have the maturity level right now. And they, to overcome everything happening around them with the scheme being terrible, they cannot overcome the problems right now. It's impossible. And you have dumb things happening as great as George Pickens is on the field. I wish that he would acknowledge how great he is after the game and not in the middle of the game. There was a key play where the Jacksonville Jaguars just ran up and snapped the ball right away because they thought it was going to get challenged. If the Steelers do the same thing instead of George Pickens preening, he's going to get away with having his toe on the white. He would have gotten away with it. But the preening gave them time. Celebrate later. Don't celebrate in-game. Man, go crazy after after the whistle. Do the I told you so's after the whistle. That's fine. But that's that's the kind of stuff that I'd like to see done. But they, they could not overcome. They had a lot of obstacles yesterday. Obstacles that the front office... And the coaching staff has created because the scheme is boring. It is boring. They had to overcome an obstacle on defense, which they almost did because the defense kept them in that game. Defense really did. But bad, they gave up some ugly stuff. Yeah, they lost Minka, though. And Mink, they looked confused out there. Jeff Hartman brought this up on the, pre, the post-game show. And he brought it up that, man, they looked like they were running around. Or maybe Dave Schofield brought it up. They were running around like chickens with their head cut off. Yeah, because Minka's the guy that organizes everything. They lost Minka. They lost a lot in that game on defense. And they still almost pulled it off. Minka does not get hurt. There's an even bigger defensive performance from them. Ingram is not catching all of those passes. They're getting knocked away. Some of those first downs and some of those gifts. I thought James Pierre, one was a bang-bang play. could have gone either way. But I thought James Pierre was being picked on by the officials. 
But when you look at the bad calls by the officials, you're going to see one thing. You're going to see the fact that they were all ugly against Pittsburgh. I don't even know what, what the ratio of penalty yardage was, but the holding, they get off the field and all of a sudden there's a holding call on James Pierre. Then Deontay Johnson comes out and says, yeah, the refs wanted Pittsburgh to lose. They wanted Jacksonville to win. He did not say Pittsburgh lose. He said Jacksonville win. Or them to win. And you know what? I don't advise that to say that, but it's true. It's It, it really seems like it. And not showing the replays of that. I mean, my gosh. The Steelers got... They got just jagged out of three points on a 56-yard field goal. What justice would have – it would have been amazing if Chris Boswell could have kicked that 61-yarder. I would have loved it. And it was rainy. The plant wasn't going to be good, and he still got it planted. So there's so much to talk about for the Pittsburgh Steelers overcoming stuff, but there's penalties that really were just ponderous. And we're going to talk about that more. We're going to take a quick break. We will be back right after this. It is bad language from fans for sports network. Welcome back to the second half of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. It is so great to have you with us. You know, we cannot do these shows without you. Whether you're checking out our live shows on YouTube or the audio-only shows such as this one, we need you here. We're so glad you're with us. You're not always going to agree with us, and sometimes you really are going to agree with us. But that's your right as a fan, and that's something that we do appreciate. We're really glad that you spend your time and you spend your Steelers brain cells with us. That is something that is so important to us. So again, thank you so much for being a part of our Steel Curtain Network family. And speaking of the family, some great shows over the weekend. There was another episode of the Q&A, a great episode with the homies. We had a minute thoughts with Dave Schofield and of course, the post-game show. The post-game show with Jeff, Dave, and myself as we tried to navigate through a game that we were confused by. The game was just confusing. The game was confusing because the Steelers could have adapted in that game a whole lot better than they did. 
you know that the offense is bad. You know the defense. You feel bad for the defense because the defense is doing everything they can, and they're shorthanded. They, two of their stars on defense are gone. Cam Hayward, who hopefully will be back very soon. Is he going to be back for the Tennessee game? I doubt. But I could definitely see him back for Cleveland. Excuse me, for, for Green Bay on November 12th. I'm getting ahead of myself. So there are some opportunities here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they are four and three. Look at where they were last year after seven games. And if I'm not mistaken, they were definitely two and five. So you'll take the four and three, but you can very easily say, but bad. This is not a good four and three team. No, but this is the National Football League. San Francisco 49ers have been exposed. They went down yesterday for the third week in a row. The Kansas City Chiefs lost to Denver. The Bills aren't right. It seems like the best teams right now are in the AFC North. And that's what you're dealing with. So there's so much crazy stuff to talk about. There's so much crazy stuff that can happen. I'll tell you this, Jacksonville's winning their division. The Texans went yesterday. They could have been a surprise team. Sure, the Titans won, but the Titans are a weird team. Are they going to make a trade at the deadline? I don't think so. I think Steeler fans are going to see two running backs in this game that wear the number 22 from the University of Alabama. I, I think they're going to see Najee Harris, and I think they're going to see Derrick Henry 22s from the Crimson Tide, both of them. I think that's going to be really interesting. You're going to see Will Levis in that game, the rookie phenom nom that had four touchdown passes. It's, it's happening. Are you going to see Kenny Pickett? I doubt it. That's a short turnaround. If he is and it's truly the ribs, you might see a flak jacket. But then defenses, tar defenses target ribs, and your offensive line is not doing the best job at protecting right now. They're not doing the best job of a whole lot of things right now. Number one on the wish list for next season might be a center. You might have to do it via free agency, or you might have to de definitely do it in the draft. Some of that stuff is really coming back to bite. Then the ponderous things about the Pittsburgh Steelers are most definitely, why aren't they playing Darnell Washington? Why are they telegraphing everything by saying 77 is now eligible? Why are they, when they're in the shotgun, always passing? And when they're behind center, they're always running. Teams know what they're doing. And we've been complaining about this for a long time and it's not changing. It's insanity. Insanity. I wish the offensive coordinator was named Vincent. So we called Vinsanity. I, I just don't understand some of the simple things of this team. And look, it's easy. I don't play Madden. 
I'd be addicted. I'd play it forever. I used to play Tech Techmo Bowl, Super Techmo Bowl back in the day, but I would just like want to do that all the time. But I don't play video games. And all these people say, well, I play Madden. They should do this. They should do this. Hot route, hot route. I'm like, stop. That's not what it's about. But when you have a guy that doesn't really know what he's talking about sitting at home and thinking it's obvious, like me, then it's obvious that it's insanity. And you're doing the same things and it's not changing. Tweaking the same things is still insanity. I know it's hard to overhaul everything in the middle of it all, but this goes back to the scheme being a problem. And the problem with the scheme is not the plays in the scheme. There's plays in that playbook that are good. There's plays in the playbook that will win you games. That will help you dominate games. What I'm questioning is where you're putting these plays in the game. That's what I'm questioning. The playbook is fine. There's nothing wrong with Canada's playbook. It's Matt Canada's judgment. Which is the problem. And it's going to be for the rest of the season. We are going to be talking about this until January. For those of you that, that think Matt Canada is getting an extension, he's not. I will bet my life. Well, I, I don't want to bet my life on football. They're, they're, that's not it. I will bet. I will not eat my favorite foods for a month. And that's steak and that's pizza and that's everything that I love. If they extend Mad Canada, it's just not going to happen. This isn't a hunger strike. It's just like, it's not going to happen. This is their MO. This is what they do. They don't fire. They don't rehire. You hear me say that all the time. They'd rather put on paper, oh, we didn't rehire him. But we didn't fire him. Oh, big whoop. Grow some cajones fire. You've got the money. Pay the money to have the man sit at home. Because you can get somebody else to take that same playbook and make it make sense and make it work for you. And if I'm at Canada right now, I'm probably dead inside. He's a dead man walking. It probably sucks for Matt Canada because I'm sure he's a decent dude. Or I hope he's a decent dude. But man, this is just, this is just a different level right now. And the team's still four and three. You would, you feel like the team, I mean, the way we're talking, we feel like it's one and six. The schedule is decent. We're going to see some things happen. But, What's going on with the Steelers and the officials? Did the Steelers who got a call in their favor against the Rams at the end of that game? Was it karma? Were they paying for it in this game? When you take the two hits, 
when you take the hit on Kenny Pickett that knocked him out of the game and you try to justify it, the announcers are trying to, the announcers are puppets. They're trying to justify it. Well, he got hit on the side more and it wasn't a violent hit. It was late. It was much later than the DeMonte KZ hit on Trevor Lawrence. And we know that. We know it was late. You can't tell us it was not later than KZ's hit. KZ's was bang, bang. I, I've seen them. I thought, I thought it was questionable when it happened. I'm like, that's really a tough late hit. But the weight of the player was more on him. The weight of the player was less on him. No. It was a more violent hit. And Kenny Pickett was injured and out of the game. He tried to come back. He had his helmet on. He was throwing. Could not do it. I applaud Kenny Pickett for not coming back in the game. I applaud the Steelers for not bringing Kenny Pickett back in the game. Don't know what that conversation was. I don't care what that conversation was. I'm glad he was not back out there because he couldn't do it. But Kenny Pickett is the better quarterback now, and it was proved yesterday. But bad, the stats, uh, I, I don't care. Mitch threw 27 times. Should have had more interceptions. He got gifts by some balls not being dropped. Kenny Pickett is the right quarterback right now. But Mason Rudolph, we haven't seen. We've had years of Mason Rudolph. It's been around since 2018. This is season number six. We've had time to see Mason. So this team's got to make a lot of decisions, but this team has a 2023 season to still play for. They've got 10 games left, and they've got the likes of Tennessee and Green Bay to play. They've got the likes of Arizona. Someone asked, hey, can you tank for Caleb with four wins? Shut up. That's dumb. No, you can't. You cannot. And you know it. I mean, it's one of those things. You don't have pride in the fact that uh, to watch your team and say, oh, I hope they lose. There's times I do that with the Pirates, but that's the Pirates because, you know, I'd like him to get a number one draft pick, but I even stopped doing that because when they got a number one draft pick, they're like, hey, look who the agent is. Oh, we can't get that guy. So we'll get a lesser guy because we might have problems with the agent. Shut up. All right. I really am getting into the bad language zone now. The only thing that's going to fix this team is the offseason. But this team is going to make it interesting. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is not going to win the Super Bowl. This Pittsburgh Steelers team, if they play like they did yesterday and they get the bad fortune that they get yesterday, not going to go ahead, probably not going to get to the playoffs. But we've seen the movie before and we've seen them compete. And we've seen them come alive. So I fully expect that to happen too. And we're going to be talking about playoffs 
in the last week of the regular season in January. That's going to be, I mean, it's still going to be something we're going to be talking about. They're not a lottery team, even though there's not an NFL lottery. They're not. And I love how you try to justify taking away the field goal. My goodness. That three points changes the way you approach going down the field. It really does. That team could have beaten Jacksonville yesterday. They were not strong enough mentally to overcome Jacksonville injuries and the referees. And sometimes they're a little too stubborn to do so as well. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This show that you listen to is my pride and joy. It is called Bad Language. My other pride and joy is the Fans First Sports Network. Make sure you check out another episode of The Hangover this evening. The Fix tomorrow. Here we go, The Steelers Show and The Scobro Show as well. We love you. We thank you so much for spending your time with us. You're choosing Steel Curtain Network. You're choosing Fans First Network. And that means a lot to us. That's our baby. And we're going to keep on sharing the baby pictures with you. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language. I ain't apologizing for nothing. Cue the new music. <laughs>